Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is June 6th. Hope you guys had a great weekend as we uh, prepare for the wind down of the uh, second quarter. This month, there's not a lot of earnings coming out. There's not much in the way of economic news. I mean, we've got a little bit here and there, but not near what we've seen the last two months. So this is the wind down month. Uh, there'll be a little bit of news here and there. So the, the companies are going to be trading basically on news. And uh, we'll talk about that and then some of the news that's coming out on some of these different companies uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's just remember that uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that you and I cannot control. But as you get closer and closer to retirement, it is important that you control the amount of risk you have in your current portfolio. That's why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. We'll spend 30 minutes with you, walking you through the process, making sure that you're on track for the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. 105.7 Light FM, my schoolboy crush continues. Faith Hill there. It's 841, 19 before 9. Let's check in on the money and see what Wall Street's doing to your 401k and IRA today. As usual, it's Monday. Not a lot of news per se out there, but Philip Statler and I generally find something to give you some guidance on. Let's check in with Philip. He's on the phone for Statler Financial Services. Good morning, sir. I hope you had a good weekend. Good morning, Dave. Doing well today. It is, uh, man, the first real Monday of, uh, of June. And, you know, uh, this is the uh, third month of the quarter, which, you know, you mentioned earlier, there's just not a lot that happens during this month. Earnings are pretty much gone. Um, there, there'll be a little tidbit here, and a little tidbit there. But but for the most part, it's, it's done. And, and the economic news, there'll be a little bit here or there. But but the big rush of stuff is over. So now it's just whatever news uh, is coming out about the different companies that will be driving the markets. And it tends to mean that what would normally be a gloss over small tidbit of news can end up moving the market an awful lot more as well in doldrum times like this. Uh, Friday was a down day on Wall Street, and you and I were kind of noodling it through. Uh, Dow was down 349 points. The S&P was down by 68, and NASDAQ took another uh, fist to the jaw. It was down 2.5%, down 304 points on Friday. And uh, both of us looked at the charts and said, well, it was pretty much just down and stayed down all darn day. There really wasn't any one thing that moved it, except we were following up a decent day the day before. Yeah, that seems to be the case, Dave. Uh, they just did not want to get out of the week in a positive note, I guess, because uh, it was a rough day and it finished up a, a negative week. And then we got today, which right now, as we speak, it, it's, it looks pretty good, right? So the question is, can we follow through and make it a green day all the way through? Or are we going to have this yo-yo effect every week? <laughs> uh, my, my feeling is I think the yo-yo is back. We seem to be entering that pattern of uh, a down day is followed by an up day, and then the big money guys take a little profit off of their shifts, and that brings it down again for the next day. And I'm not sure if I was trying to day trade my way through life that I'd enjoy this one tiny little bit, but the big money guys are doing okay off of it. Tidbits we've got out today, um, among other things, we've got some revisions in the Standard & Poor's 500 coming up over the next few weeks, don't we? We do. It, it takes effect on uh, the 21st of June. And so here's what we've got. We've got uh, 
current Dr. Pepper is becoming part of the S&P 500, as well as a company called On Semiconductor and a real estate investment trust called VICI Properties are all going to join the S&P 500 on June 21st. So that's coming up. And of course, you know, when you get to join the S&P 500, that's helping their stock significantly as uh, as we start the day today. I mean, you've got Keurig up six and three quarters uh, on uh, semiconductor up 6.6 and and the VCI property up six and three quarters. So that seems to be the theme uh, for getting added to the S&P 500. Well, it does make some sense. I mean, you have a lot of the index funds now all of a sudden feel an obligation where they have to add that stock. So there's automatically a buy signal. I'm betting the ones that are getting dropped are also uh, losing some ground today. Uh, they are. Uh, so who's getting dropped out of the S&P 500 is Under Armour. Uh, they're getting bumped uh, down. Uh, not totally out, though. That they've, they've lost some market cap, so they're going to be a mid-cap company so they're going to get moved to the to the s p mid cap 400 mm -hmm. uh, another uh, company called ipg photonics is also uh, getting moved to that category so uh, under armor is still up about a third of a percent um, phototronics is uh, unchanged right now okay as, as things go out well they don't want to sell them until they're off of the s p quite yet too <laughs> uh, that's true Yes, other things going on in the process. You mentioned something that really surprised the crud out of me because one of the things that I noticed after, as we came out of the pandemic last year, uh, all the cosmetics and makeup and uh, hair care and uh, personal care lines all went crazy. So I kind of took all the bad news from any of those companies off my radar screen, but holy crud. Revlon is contemplating Chapter 11. That's that's kind of earth-moving, because they're kind of one of the household names in personal care. Well, I, I'm making the assumption, based on the report I read, that they've got a big debt payment must be coming up. Um, and they must be short of cash and, and don't have it to pay. Uh, so they've been in talks with the lenders to push back that debt payment um, a little bit, because, they're, I mean, basically, they need to do that in order to avoid having to file for bankruptcy. Um so they, um, you know, they were trying to push that, extend that maturity date. It's about $1.7 billion of debt that comes due in 2024. I guess they have a payment on it now. And there, that's there must not, be. That's not exactly your day-to-day your -day car payment. Uh, no, no, it's definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> um, but, but so far, I mean, there must be some indication that they're going to be able to work everything out because they're actually trading up today uh, 1.5%. Okay, well, that, that's good news. That, that just one of those household names. I mean, that's you know what. When I refer to Microsoft as the as one of the dinosaurs in the high tech industry, Revlon is one of the old heritage names of the personal care industry. Seeing them even having the remote potential of going away would kind of be a tragedy. Yeah. Um, but the other stuff. We got some merger acquisition stuff in the airline industry going on, huh? We do. So, you know, we've talked about this a couple of times now when Spirit Airlines, we had JetBlue come in and make a bid for Spirit Airlines. And then you had uh, uh, the other airline, uh, just uh, Frontier, uh, come in and try to buy them out. So we've got this give and take in uh, for Spirit Airlines. And so JetBlue actually came in and sweetened its bid and said that they would uh, they're going to put a three hundred fifty million dollar breakup fee. In there, so if uh, for some reason JetBlue backs out, Spirit would get three hundred fifty million dollars. So 
I don't know. That's um, so we continue to watch that. There's still not an agreement yet as to whether that will happen. Uh, we, we continue to watch that. The other one that I would talk about, and this is not, um, you know, we're not really not talking about any acquisition or mergers, but I think we, you, you kind of mentioned it earlier, and that's Amazon. Amazon, right? Split. Yeah, big yeah. stock split. Yeah. They said that the headline was it'll be the first time in 20 years or something like that that um, that the stocks traded in the three digit range instead of the four digit range. So uh, I think I saw that the when they get ready, they actually do the split, which I think comes out this morning, if I'm not mistaken, that it'll open somewhere in the hundred and twenty to hundred and thirty dollar range. It, you know that that may get them in. That, is there a, is there an index indicator on that somewhere? Do they have to do they have to get down into a per share price in order to uh, be uh, remain on one of the indexes? Because I know the overpriced stocks sometimes aren't popular on the index funds either. Not that I not that I'm aware of. Uh, okay. I, I just saw the article that said they're going to have to um, when they get done. This twenty for one stock split is going to get them down to about somewhere between one hundred and twenty five, probably one hundred and thirty. <laughs> a 20 for one stock split. You're still over a hundred dollars this year. When I used to work for a publicly traded company, our CEO regularly, we did stock splits when our price got up there because he just felt that a $20 a share stock price was a more comfortable number for his employees on our ESOP. So every time we get up to 40, we'd split the stock back down to 20. So there's a lot of variables that go into a decision for a stock split. Uh, there are, there definitely are. And, and I think that, you know, one, making it more affordable for, for people to be able to buy the stock um, is definitely one of them. Absolutely. Other tidbits that have come up this morning, there was an interview done with Intel's chief, uh, chief executive officer, and he said that he didn't expect our chip shortage problem to end until well into 2024, which is certainly not good news for anybody. And an analyst was saying, you know, we keep looking at the at the consumer spending numbers, and they keep going up, even with inflation as it is, and reasons why people would go back. And that uh, that that one, at the very least, interview, uh, I think it was uh, Chase Manhattan. Somebody up there was saying that, well, consumers realize that when the prices go up, they never go back down again. They just stay stable where they're at when inflation gets tamed. So if you need that new pair of Levi's, you better buy it now because it's going to get more expensive and the price isn't going to go down. That might explain some of the you know, increases in consumer spending that you and I really haven't been able to explain during, quote, tough economic times. Well, that's true. You know, you don't see prices drop once they get to a certain level. Um, and that would be uh, it'd be nice to see that, though. And, and maybe maybe this will be different, but but I doubt it. Never is, except for gas and food tends to fluctuate, which is why they take it out for the core inflation numbers that we look at. But everything else, once it ratchets up, pretty much stays there, doesn't it? Yep, it does. It definitely does. Pretty much. Resetting the table for the morning, a down day on Wall Street on Friday. And if we get into that upsy-downsy rhythm again, I'm just betting a little green ink this morning. 45 minutes early, what are we looking at, Philip? We got some nice green ink this morning, Dave. We got the Dow up uh, almost nine tenths of a percent. The uh, S and P is actually over one. It's actually almost one point one five right now. So it's it's getting a good move. The Nasdaq one hundred up almost one point six percent this morning. The Russell two thousand is actually up a little over one percent. So uh, things are looking really bright uh, to start this week out. Uh, this first full week of June. On the other side of the coin, we've got silver making a huge move today, up 2.8%. Uh, 
to $22.52 an ounce and gold up about a third of a percent, $1,856 an ounce. Crude oil is heading down just a tinge, to, but it's more than what it was on Friday, Dave, I think. $118.70 a barrel. And somebody was saying on the Talking Head shows this morning that there was a possibility we were going to be seeing $5 a gallon gas maybe even by the end of this week. Don't say that, Dave. I'm trying not to, but, you know, they say cussing on the radio is bad. <laughs> news is news, such as it is. Overseas markets, everybody was up. The Asian rim had some big moves, including like a 2.7% increase in Hong Kong overnight. Europe is kind of following suit on us. Most of their index is up by better than 1% halfway through their day as well. We're looking at uh, retirement and looking at trying to figure out what my retirement is going to be like. That takes a pair of eyes to find me some stability. How do I find that with you, Philip? And then give us a call at 863-382-0037. You know, that's exactly why we developed the core retirement design. So give us a call. Let's walk through that process. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning about the same time. Philip, thank you so much. I'll see you then, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Again, I hope you had a great weekend. I look forward to you joining me again tomorrow, same time, same place. Hey, until then, take care. Bye now.